0: Into a new edition of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. I am your host TJ McBride, as always, and welcome back into a new show. Um, we're gonna keep the off season moving along. And today what I am going to talk about is essentially the FIBA World Cup that is coming up. The Nuggets have a ton of past and present players that are going to be involved with some of the higher tier teams. And I kind of just want to outline which players those are, who's playing for who, who has the best odds, what teams could give the USA a run for their money in the FIBA World Cup where Nikola Jokic is, uh, is going to end up being playing, and things of that nature, and what role these guys are going to have and what kind of competition they are going to be going up against. So I'll talk about all the players who have fallen out of USA's roster. I will talk about the roster as of now. I will talk about the players that I think could potentially be cut to get to that 12-man roster. We'll talk about Serbia's roster and and their ability to really give some... Some difficulty to the USA team, we'll talk about Canada being drastically underrated despite how much depth and how much talent is on their team. We'll talk about Greece, which has Giannis on their team, of course, among a couple other players. Spain has looked very, very deep and very strong as well. We'll see how they play. And then, of course, France, which is always in the mix as well with Rudy Gobert anchoring the floor and other players from former Nuggets teams also being on that roster as well. So it's going to be an interesting show today. It's fun to talk international basketball. It's one of my absolute favorite parts of the game. I love international ball. So this FIBA World Cup is going to be one of the best we've had in a long time, to be completely honest with you. The field is just so strong right now. Canada could have potentially their greatest team ever. Serbia is also in that same category as of right now. Greece with Giannis is always going to be a contender, and the USA team looks more beatable than they have in quite some time. So we're going to get into all of that but before i go any further i gotta give some love to the regulators production group they are the ones who made us the beats for the intro and outro of this denver nuggets daily podcast it would just sound so much worse without them they're great people go reach out to rod simba on instagram that's r-o-d-s-y-m-b-a he's a fantastic connection to make and then if you want to follow their audio production account that is at regulators regime on instagram additionally this uh, podcast is powered by MileHighSports.com. To read any content or to listen to any podcast about any sports teams, professional or collegiate in the Denver metro area, make sure to go check out MileHighSports.com and just click whatever team icon you want to read It's in the top right corner. There's going to be a homepage with, the, with a bunch of articles as well as a bunch of stuff on the team pages themselves. And last but not least, the benefactor of this show is Terrapin Care Station. Without them, there wouldn't be a Denver, a Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. So make sure to go out of your way to find any terrapin care stations you can there are multiple ones across the front range and so for any of your cannabis goods make sure to check them out and before we go any further here's another quick word from terrapin care station said on the intro of the podcast I'm going to talk about the USA team who has bowed out if Paul Millsap will make the team and what their roster looks like in addition to what teams could push the USA team Um, I have Serbia Canada Greece Spain and France on my list so I'm going to go through and talk about each of those teams individually and how they match up with the USA team and who they're going to be playing what starters they'll have and kind of what their depth looks like so we'll just kind of just get into all of those little critiques because I really do feel like there's going to be so many teams that are going to really push the USA team right now now it's gonna be a lot of fun Uh, let's just start out with the fact of who has chosen to sit out of the USA team's roster um, as as they've been building the, the team before training camp begins so right now there are only I believe 16 players on the roster and that is because Damian Lillard DeMar DeRozan Bradley Beal, Tobias Harris, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Eric Gordon, CJ McCollum, and Zion Williamson have all chosen to sit out of the FIBA World Cup. So that's the that's the bulk of the high-level talent on the team. So now what they are left with is 16 different players and they need to get the roster to 12. I broke it up by just guards, wings, and bigs. Um, When I get to the bigs, I'll kind of specify which are centers, but I'm pretty sure it'll be very clear who is who. So for the guards, they have Kyle Lowry, Donovan Mitchell, Marcus Smart, who was just added, and Kemba Walker. Those guys are all going to be, um, those are just the guards they currently have. I believe it's Kemba Walker and Donovan Mitchell who have already said that they have no plans to withdraw from Team USA. When it comes to wings, they have Harrison Barnes, Jalen Brown, Kyle Kuzma, Chris Middleton, and Jason Tatum. One trend you'll notice as I continue going through the roster for the USA team is how many Celtics players are on it. You have Marcus Smart, Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Um, and I believe that's it, but still, that, that's a lot of players from one team. But I thought it was a funny little anecdote that I did not anticipate being there. But again, so there's five wings on the roster. Harrison Barnes, Jalen Brown, Kyle Kuzma, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum. It'll be interesting to see who of that group makes it or if they all do, because all of them pretty much have a good reason to be there. Jalen Brown was the late addition because of all of the players who have obviously you know, chosen to not play with Team USA. So probably Jalen Brown is the first one to be cut. In my opinion, it should be Kyle Kuzma. I don't know why Kyle Kuzma is on this roster. But beyond that point... Moving on to the bigs, you have Kevin Love, Julius Randle, PJ Tucker, Thaddeus Young, who was a late addition, and then you have three centers, Andre Drummond, Brooke Lopez, and Miles Turner. In addition to them, Paul Millsap is the lone Nuggets player who is trying to make the USA team. So with that roster, as they currently have it set with 16 different players, they are going to have to get the roster down to 12 players before actually starting the tournament. So which four players? That's the really, really hard question in my mind as to which players are going to eventually bow out. And the thing that sucks is that the, the the biggest bulk of players on this roster are bigs, and most of them are power forwards. So Paul Millsap, while he probably has close to a 50-50 chance of making the roster, he just happens to be playing the position that makes it most difficult to actually be a member of Team USA. Paul Millsap is going to be playing a similar a similar role as Kevin Love, as Julius Randle, as P.J. Tucker, as Thaddeus Young, and even Miles Turner. So that's five players that could potentially be taking that roster spot from Paul Millsap. So when you start trying to figure out what players could get cut to that, well, that obviously wouldn't be Paul Millsap for him to make the roster. The way I look at it is Kyle Kuzma, who again I just don't think should be there. Uh, Thaddeus Young, who was a late addition, P.J. Tucker, and that. would required um... Paul Millsap just outplaying him to get the spot. They're so similar in what they bring to the team, as in terms of toughness, in terms of post play, in terms of versatile defense. That that's kind of the guy he needs to outplay. And then whatever center doesn't make the cut between Andre Drummond, Brooke Lopez, and Miles Turner. Um, as things currently stand, I'm guessing that would probably be Miles Turner for a you know for a couple different reasons. First of all, having a just ridiculous rebounder and Andre Drummond is very helpful, and the floor space and ability of Brooke Lopez is as well. Miles Turner is very very good as a rim protector, but he's not the size or just the he's not the kind of deterrent that Andre Drummond would be in an international game in my mind. That is very arguable and I would listen to any argument that says Miles Turner is a better deterrent at the rim than Andre Drummond, but in addition to that, the Indiana Pacers have a lot of um I guess, growing pains to work out. There's a chance that DeMontis, Sabonis, and Miles Turner are starting together. So I do think that if there is a player who could potentially bow out, it would be Miles Turner. So if Kyle Kuzma, Thad Young, um, P.J. Tucker, and Miles Turner all bow out or get cut, Paul Millsap could make the roster. I don't see any of the guards getting cut between Kyle Lowry, Donovan Mitchell, Marcus Martin, Kemba Walker. There's just not enough ones and twos to cut any of them uh when it comes to the wings you really need at least four of the five which is why it chose kyle kuzma to be the one out and then you have to get rid of two of the of the you know plethora of power forwards you have on the roster so it's going to be interesting how that plays out at this point i'd probably just put it at an even 50 50 that paul Millsap makes the roster it's going to be tough there is a lot of an uphill battle for him to kind of look better than a lot of players of players so we'll have to just wait and see, but it's going to be very interesting to see what the USA team can do because they don't have the explosive talent that they once had. I mean, who is the best player on that roster right now? Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Kemba Walker. Like, There's not a whole lot of players that you look at and you're like, damn, that guy is going to be the best player on the floor in virtually every game they play. The USA team does not have that player, but Serbia does. Greece does, and Spain arguably does as well, so, um, no, sorry, not Spain, France, Spain's a little bit here or there, they're a very continuous team, but France has at least a high-level talent player in Rudy Gobert, as does Greece in Giannis, as does Serbia in Nikola Jokic, and honestly, as does Canada in Jamal Murray, I wouldn't say Jamal Murray is Like would immediately be the best player on the USA team, but he has a talent to be in the conversation amongst the Donovan Mitchells and the Kyle Lowrys and the Chris Middletons and all those kinds of players. So they don't have the high-level talent. They do have a lot of depth, but they don't have the chemistry or the fit either. So it's going to be very interesting to see what the USA team does when you really get to the FIBA World Cup. Let's talk about each of these opponents of the USA team individually. And first off, I want to rank them by least, or I guess we'll start with most dangerous to the USA team, and we'll move to the least dangerous that I have of these teams on this list, which I didn't make an incredibly long list. Um, i probably get more into the World Cup as we get a little closer to it, and we have more of an idea of who's going to be playing, but I just picked five teams to start, for, to start with. So I think the most obvious team do really usurp the USA team is going to be Serbia with Nikola Jokic. First and foremost, Nikola Jokic will be the best player on the floor when they play the USA team. I don't think there is any argument to be made against that. Nikola Jokic is a top seven NBA player, and I think the highest player you have on this list right now is Kemba Walker or Donovan Mitchell, which hanging out in the 20s, if not the 30s. So because of that, They immediately have the star power on their side. In addition to that, they have a good starting unit. Milos Teodosic, we know, is a very strong player. He knows how to play with this team, and he is someone who is going to play the right way. Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, the King's um, you know, sharp shooting shooting guard is on that team and he's going to be such a lethal pairing with Nikola Jokic in the DHO. I mean, how are you going to be able to deal with the spacing and the and just the overall ability to pull up from 30 feet that Bogdanovich has when Nikola Jokic is rolling to the rim and you have to double him? That's a, a very lethal combination with Milos Teodosic being able to play off of them or on the ball with Nikola Jokic as well. They also have Bialica on the their team who is a very good player in his own right he was like a 42% three-point shooter he's like seven feet tall he can run the floor they're gonna be playing a very fast play style of basketball from what it looks like which all leads itself to playing alongside Nikola Jokic All of these players are going to be extremely helpful alongside Nikola Jokic, and there's just so much talent. I know these names may not be jumping off the page, but they are good players, and they have real chemistry. They've played together for years. This is not a team that is just like a bunch of random guys thrown together like the USA team. Nikola and Bialica have known each other for a long time, same with with, uh, Bogdanovic and Milos Teodosic. All of those guys have known each other throughout Serbian basketball in the Adriatic League, and just being from that country to the point that they're gonna have that chemistry and they all play together they all play the same way. This is not a team where you're gonna have ball dominant type guys they are no they know how to play alongside each other at a very high level and there's tons of shooters on the team. They may not have the depth that some of these other teams do, but the chemistry, the fit, and the explosive offensive ability is absolutely there for them. And I do think that they're going to be playing small with a lot of shooters on the floor, which is going to be just a ton of fun when they do take on the USA team. I'm also excited to see the Serbian national team finally playing through Nikola Jokic pretty much exclusively. The past few times that he's played international basketball, because if you remember, he decided to skip out last time, it's been uh, Radu Zika, who was their third center on the roster right now as the starting center alongside Nikola Jokic who was basically a screen setter and a rim roller and a guy who spaced the floor. So that will not be the situation this year and despite that situation they still gave the USA a run for their money a few years ago. So Team Serbia is the team in my opinion to look at. They absolutely have a very very good chance to make things very interesting around the league. I'm excited to see it and they had the second best odds. Right now according to Oddshark, USA is minus 500 to win the World Cup. Serbia is plus 800 in second place. So I'm excited to see what that team can do. I think they have plenty of talent on the team to really give the USA a run for their money. And they have the chemistry and togetherness that most teams don't have on the international stage. So it's going to be a lot of fun to see what they can do against that USA team. The next team that could really give the USA fits has to be Canada. And Canada is not like the odds on favorite by any chance to really be the team to uh, to upset the USA team. Right now, to win everything at the FIBA World Cup, Canada is plus 4,000, which I believe is uh, 1, 2, 6th uh, best odds to win the World Cup. That's surprising to me because when you look at their roster, they're probably going to have the best roster that Canadian basketball has ever put together and it's not just because they've been bad. This is a real heavy version of the of the Canadian national team. You're starting Corey Joseph, who has played Canadian basketball forever as a veteran on the floor and knows exactly how to play. Then you have Jamal Murray, Denver Nuggets starting point guard as you know, playing off ball, which is going to be very interesting. He can basically just be an explosive nuclear scorer for that team. At this small forward position, you'll have RJ Barrett, who, if you remember playing international ball before he went to go play for Kentucky, I mean, or went to go play for Duke, what a monster he was in international play. And then for their front court, you basically have the option to pick two of Kelly Olynyk, Chris Boucher, NBA champion, Chris Boucher. Sorry, got to get on my game there. And then Dwight Powell, who's a very serviceable player in his own right. Off the bench, they'll have Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Dylan Brooks, Kem Birch, and Brandon Clark. Canada has high-level scoring. They have great depth. They have actual talent. They have veteran leadership. They can play small or big. They have bigs who can hit threes and block shots. They got Dwight Powell, who was just an explosive athlete. They have two freakish scorers in Jamal Murray and RJ Barrett. And then you have the steadiness of Shea Gilgis, Alexander off the bench. The shooting of Dylan Brooks off the bench. The steady play of Kem Birch off the bench. and then the multi-positional defense of Brandon Clark. There are so many things that Canada can do at any given point that, yes, they need to get more love than they are currently getting for the FIBA World Cup. Right now the fact that they're sixth in terms of um odds to win the title is crazy to me. I'm not saying they should be second or even third for that fact, but this team is a very very talented team. They have good scoring, they have good facilitating, they have a strong front court with plenty of depth and the stars talent to really make this interesting. Jamal Murray can play with anybody on the USA's roster as of right now. We'll see if he is consistent enough or if he's really able to stay hot throughout that process. But Jamal Murray has an argument to be in the conversation for best USA player right now if he was on the USA team. Not saying he would be. He's in the top five, but there is an argument there for him. So Canada, they're they're going to make noise. People don't realize it yet, but Canada is not just going to make this an easy walk through the park for anybody. These are real talented players that you can mix and match as you see fit. They could run out a Corey Joseph, Jamal Murray, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, RJ Barrett, Chris Boucher, Actual lineup where you have essentially three or four shooters, if not five shooters, depending on how you look at Boucher on the court where you have the rebound and you have the shot block and you're still playing small, but you have the size. It's just such an interesting group with so many players who can initiate the offense. There's just a lot of fun that the Canada's roster is going to have. And they are right now, in my opinion, massively underrated considering the roster they have been able to put together. That brings us quickly to the next team that I have on this list, which is Greece. And Greece is in the situation in which they're plus 2,500 to win. That's fourth out of the odds for this team. So... With that being said, let's just talk about who their starters will likely be. First off, it's Giannis. Giannis is their best player. Giannis is the best player on the floor at any given point, unless you have Nikola Jokic higher than him, which is wrong. Giannis is the best player in the World Cup. Full stop, if you ask me. Um, then they have Kostas Papanikolaou, former Nuggets player. Former Nuggets great? I don't know. Not great, but it's just a funny name. I really like the fact that Kostas is going to be on this team because he does so many things. He was basically Danilo gallinari light. He can play both forwards positions he can shoot the ball he knows how to create he can get to the foul line he knows how to just use his size and his IQ to the best of his ability so I do like Kostas being next to Giannis then they have Loana's uh Borwosis I can't remember how to say his name but a legit seven footer 270 pound center that is going to play alongside it Giannis, so they won't re- re- rely on Giannis for every little bit of rim protection. They have a real deterrent down low. Then they have Nick uh, Um He played for Florida. He's been a first-team All EuroLeague player. He's been a very—I believe he played for Fibonacci. He is a very good player. As is Kostas locus He's a combo guard who will be playing point guard and shooting guard. Basically, him and Nick are going to be switching off ball handling duties. I would bet. But Greece is a good team. They do not have the depth that these other teams have. And that's one thing that could potentially hurt them. But with Giannis on the floor, you have the best player. Like, if you can't match up with Giannis, it doesn't matter. He is going to eat people alive and. In- Odds are that most other international teams will not be able to match up with Greece just because of Giannis. So if they can get enough shooting around him, if you can get enough shooting from Slokas, if you can get enough shooting from Papa Nicolau, it's going to be an interesting team. But again, the reason they are on this list is Giannis, and he is going to be the best player on the floor in every single game they play. And if he can carry them, he can carry them to a title. Let's move on to Spain now, because Spain has a couple Nuggets players on it as well. One former, one not. So... Odds are they will start Ricky Rubio, Rubio, Sergio Lowell, who has been a great international player for years. Former Nuggets great Rudy Fernandez. If you remember, Rudy Fernandez was the one who threw the, um, the pass over his head to Kenneth Farid for his first points ever. Which was like one of the best highlight lob dunk plays in Nuggets history. So Rudy Fernandez, which is a very fun player, good shooter, smart player, will be very, very good as a small forward there. Victor Claver, who's been good. I really like Victor Claver. He's always been a near NBA player and I believe has come over a couple times. And then Marcus Sol, which who is, while aging, still a very, very good player. Off the bench, they have both Hernan Gomez's brothers. Uh, they have Vili Hernan Gomez, and they have Wancho on the team, as well as a couple other players who are decent uh, Spanish international players. They're good, but the Span Spain, their big thing is continuity. Their talent level is strong, but it's not up to the level of Canada or the American team or the Serbian team, for that matter. But they do have the continuity. This team has been playing together for Hell, 15 years? Like, I would say the past decade has been dominated by Marc Gasol and Pau Gasol, who is no longer on the team. The Hernan the Hernan Gomez brothers are just recently there, but Ricky Rubio, Sergio Lowe, and, and Victor uh, Claver, they've been there forever. So this team knows how to play together. That's what there's, is going to give other teams fits when they play Spain. So we'll see how Spain does. They don't have the upside in terms of talent that they used to have, so it's going to change the equation a little bit. But... As of right now, Spain is third in odds. Uh, They're plus 2,000 to win the FIBA World Cup, which is quite a falloff from plus 800 from Serbia, who is obviously second. So I do like Spain. I think they'll be fun. I just don't think they have the high-level upside to really be able to make a run at the title. We'll have to just wait and see, but that continuity is really going to go a long way for them. All right, and the last team out of all of this international talk is France, who will start Rudy Gobert, Adrian Momin, Nicolas Patum, Evan Fournier, and Thomas Wardle. I would like this team. Uh, Rudy Gobert is Rudy Gobert. He is a very high upside player. He might be one of the best players on team. He's like in that Jamal Murray category where he's probably in the top five of the USA teams. He's actually ahead of Jamal Murray, in my opinion. I would probably put Rudy Gobert as the most impactful player on the USA roster if he was on that roster. But, being that he's from France, he'll be playing alongside Adrian Moman, who is a floor-spacing 6'8 power forward. He's a good player. Uh, Nicholas Patoum, who everyone knows can do a little bit of everything. Former Nugget Evan Fournier, who can play with the ball in his hands or without the ball in his hands. He's a decent shooter, is a bad defender, but, you know, can... He's the X-factor of the team. And then Thomas Hortle, who's a strong shooter and a good creator at the guard position. Off the bench, they have some depth. They have Timothy Luwawa Cabrerault. They have Nando De- DeColo. By the way, um, Nando DeColo, he should... He should be an NBA player, but I think he enjoys his situation too much overseas to come play in the NBA. And then Frank Tilaquina, who is a member of, or was a member of the New York Knicks, um, high upside point guard with a freakish defensive ability, and then former nugget Axel Tupane, Tupin, Tupane, I can't remember, but regardless, France will give teams fits. They have the rim protection, they have the floor spacing around Rudy Gobert, they have enough ball handlers, all three ball handlers, and they're starting on the floor at any given time, and they'll have two off the bench and not, a, and not de Colo and Frank Tilichina. Axel Tupac handled the ball a little bit too. So France, I think, is going to be a good team. But again, just like Spain, I don't think they have that very high talent upside to really compete with the rest of these teams. That's basically where I'm at. I do think that the USA team will likely win, but Serbia, I have very, very, very close behind them. And then unlike a lot of other people, I have Canada over Greece, over Spain, and over France. I think Canada is going to surprise a lot of people in the FIBA World Cup. Uh, Greece comes next which is just because they have Giannis. They have a decent team around him, but mostly because they have Giannis. And in addition to that, Spain will be very good, but a little bit older, a little bit less talented. And then France, who has Rudy Gobert and a couple NBA players who will be pesky we'll see how good they actually are um, but they will be pesky so that's really kind of my run through we'll see if Paul Millsap makes the roster but it's going to be a very fun FIBA World Cup for real big basketball nerds like myself FIBA World Cup is one of my favorite events of the year I love international basketball so expect a lot of content from me as it uh, kind of just keeps rolling and we'll see what's going on so Get ready for People Woke Up. It's going to be a ton of fun. I'm very much so looking forward to it. But this has been the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. Thank you guys for sticking around and listening. Make sure to go subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast listening platform you use. The Denver Nuggets Daily pla- uh, Podcast is on all of them. And leave a review. Leave a five-star review. Leave a comment. Reach out to me on my Twitter, at n b a Email me. My email is in my Twitter bio. I am always around to have conversations. But... Until next time, this has been the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your day.